You are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hi, everyone. Hope you're all well. Ah, so it's week three for me on my half marathon training. And this week was grueling. My long run was five miles. And in about mile four, my knee started hurting, but I'm not quitting. I can walk if I have to. Laura, if you're hearing, you coached me on not quitting. So just a quick note, my friend Laura, who is a beast, coached me on my first Spartan a few years ago, and that was crazy fun and challenging. And so Laura would keep saying, you know, don't say you can't, say you can do it. (laughs) So Laura, I'm not quitting. Anyway, today's topic is, it's huge. And I know I've been telling you this every episode, but this is really huge because I want to try to bring some of this, this work that we've been doing together so that we can move forward and kind of have some common topics that we can draw from. And specifically, this episode is about authenticity and what that means to me and what the maesters have to say around this topic. So I want to talk about authenticity as it relates to your exterior and interior. And what I mean by that is that I see the exterior as being the physicality of us. So that would be our physique and everything that goes with that, our brain, which you know is our mind. And most people don't group these together, but I do because how I see them is that they're tangible. So our brain, if someone were to study it, and they have, of course, they they can touch it, right? And it's the same with our body. And, you know, it's pretty obvious, right? You can see it and touch it and study it. But the interior, while you can study it, it's a little more nuanced, kind of like that whole intuition. It's a little bit more nuanced. And what I propose is that our interior are our emotions. And for some, it's a it's that level of spirituality or concept of our soul, right? And that's going really deep. But I really want to see our interiors uh, as kind of our in- emotion, right? And it's not so tangible. You know, I can't really touch it. And it's not so easy to see or find even sometimes by ourselves. And I know that this can be abstract, but it's good. It's really good. So let's get started. I want to start with the physical aspect first. And I want to start here because of our project weight loss. And the reason why this is first is because the exteriors there, our body and mind or physicality and our thinking, and then we can move from there where we give it all meaning. We give it all purpose. So physically, let me start out by saying that I'm not a fan of the diet culture. And so I, while I believe strongly in having a healthy self, I think that it's not always about what the standard weight range is or the concept that has been in my mind blown out of proportion uh, of the way that someone should look, right? So I want to start here because it's so aligned with authenticity because we know that certain things from our physique can create reactions. So for example, we know that if we smile, something happens in our body, serotonin is released or all those good feeling hormones are released and we feel better, even though logically nothing had to happen. 
And so some may say, if I smile for no reason, it's stupid, right? It doesn't make sense. Or if I smile for, for no reason, it's fake. But the truth is that your body has a physical reaction from your smile or other exterior things that you do. And it's why you feel better after being in nature around trees and the sun. And that's because our physical body reacts to that externality, no matter the logic, right? And there is logic to it. And with that comes authenticity. So let's unpack it a bit. If my passion is clothing design, for example, then Coach, Calvin Klein, and some of those designer brands out there would have value for me. And if I were, you know, wear a beautiful outfit that I love, it's going to be a little harder to reach for the large bowl of mac and cheese. And I heard something like this, you know, with from Tanya Lee, which is fantastic, something similar to that. But it's that same concept of, You know, if my passion is in line with that thing, then it's going to feel right. And then if I go against it on that externality, it doesn't feel right, right? So, or for example, I have a passion for hiking or running and love the comfy workout clothes that get, you know, me or get someone into that mindset of going out for that walk. It makes them feel great. It will be a little hard for someone to grab that cookie after the great yoga workout or the great run or the great hike, right? Now, it, it isn't the case every time, but for many it is. And the flip side to this is that when we don't feel so great and when we don't really think about it, we don't know why we don't feel like showing up or even getting dressed sometimes. We stay, we just stay in our PJs all day and sit by the TV and computer. And our emotions are usually in line with our physicality. And I propose that the exterior does make a difference and can help if it is authentic to you. And I want to push you a little here. I want you to care about how you show up for yourself and how you show up for other people. I want your exterior and interior to be congruent. I want them to match. And you know, I heard this wonderful quote from Master Tanya Lee, and she said that emotions love to be fed. And wow, she said emotions love to be fed. She had some insight when she said that. She was talking about the externality of our lives, our styles, how we show up on the outside can affect who we are in the inside. It's interrelated. And I agree. And so what I've taken from her teaching is that there's three areas or three sorts of situations, right? Those that are caught up with social norms around what others think. And so they're not looking within for affirmation, but to others and what others think. So the trends, the exterior, and this equates beautifully to the thought of why you're embarking on this journey of your project weight loss. Is this coming from a sense of well-being or of wanting to be how society thinks we should be. And I offer that for me, it comes from a sense of physical well-being. And you know, I see diet culture in the same way. When it comes from a fixation on the exterior only and the superficial aspect of it, then I don't know, question it. 
Then there's those that are fixated on rebelling against the norms. And this can take so much of their mental energy to rebel and so much anguish when it's coming from a sense of not being aligned with the self. And for our project weight loss, again, we look at the diet culture and are, are you not looking at your wellness because of the disdain of diet culture, like the rebelling against it? And if you, and of course, you can only answer that for yourself, right? But I want you to think about that. Is it that you want to conform or is it that you're fighting against it? And I come back to offer a possibility of coming at it from a sense of physical wellness. Then there's those that tune all of it out and ask themselves, who do I want to be? And really have intentionality with that question and answer. And I truly hope that you take the time to think about this and find what's authentic for you here. The other thing that comes up with all of this is the sense of caring. We sometimes say, I don't care what I look like, or I don't care what people think of me, but we don't mean it. We do care. And I bring this up because caring to me is so important, especially when it's caring for ourselves, caring for who we truly are, caring from a place of seeing that the world can do things for us and that we can do things for ourselves and for others. You know, my dad has been gone for a really long time. He passed away over 20 years ago, but we had a really great relationship. Um, And I remember he would read two papers daily. He would read the San Francisco Chronicle and the San Francisco Examiner. And I would love to visit him on the weekend and debate him on the current events or on philosophy. And I want to say he was usually right, as many parents are. You know, I was really young at the time. We had, I remember one time, such a deep philosophical discussion around this topic of caring. He proposed that caring was more valuable than love, and I proposed the other. I proposed that love had to be at the root of wellness. And I think there was truth in both of these ideas. So we went back and forth, but really it brings back, you know, it really brings me back to this thinking about how important it is to care about ourselves about others, about the world. And Frank, Victor Frankl talks about this when he's talking about finding meaning. He talks about connection. He talks about caring for others and kindness towards others. And he talks about purpose. And that is why I've dedicated this beginning podcast around these topics because they're crucial to our project weight loss and more importantly, to our quality of life. So let me come back and say that social norms and expectations can be challenging to set aside when being our authentic selves. Social validation can be okay and not okay. It does not sit well with us when we're doing it because we're afraid of going against the grain or when we're afraid to risk rejection or like I mentioned before, when we're rebelling from society. And I know, I know that it can be difficult to be rejected from the tribe for who we are. And with this, I want to move to the second part of what I, what this topic is about, you know, around this idea of the interior, internal aspect of who we are. I want to talk about our emotional or spiritual, authentic self. And so I want to give you a couple of examples of what I'm talking about, a couple of stories. 
this idea of finding our authentic internal self. So, you know, I love my mom very much. And, you know, like many of us, you know, our parents, we have this relationship, right? She was tough. (laughs) And a true community force. She knew how to discipline. Wow, she was a sharpshooter when it came to throwing that shoe across the room when we misbehaved as little kids. You know, I came from the old school teachings uh, back in the day when we were spanked. She was a force to be reckoned with. And I respect that. Even if she could be tough at times, I get it. She taught me respect. She taught me some, so many things like respect your elders and give up your seat on the bus for anyone elderly. So there was constantly this sense of love and respect for our our elders when I was growing up. It was very strong in our household. And my sister Angel, who was 17 when I was born, was no different in these teachings. You see, while my mom was in my life, who I was truly raised by was Angelina. That was her full name. And she was always talking about my maternal grandmother. She talked about this wonderful, kind, strong, and powerful woman who loved her and taught her so much. You know, I never met her. But she would say, you know, she would brush my hair with so much love and she died when I was eight and the world became so much harder when she left. And these were her words. And so a lot of angel stories of my grandmother remained with me for a really long time. Now stay with me. I'm going to share a point of how these concepts of rebelling or going along with the tribe and not coming from a sense of self can distract us and steer us away from who we truly are or who we want to be. So to the story, I worked at a long-term care facility when I was in college in Santa Cruz, and I had a special affinity, as you know, for the elderly. I love me some grandmas. (laughs) They filled my cup. And so I work on my breaks and my lunch. I would scarf down my lunch and then I would go and do my rounds on whoever wasn't in my shift that day. And if I saw someone that looked down or felt the inkling to cheer them up or just talk to them or mainly listen to them, really, I would swing by. And I remember one of them, Ethel, loved to have her hair brushed. And, and as I was walking out, I remember walking, walking out after my lunch was over. <laughs> I had to go back to work. And while I was walking in the hallway, one of the other nurse's assistants said in the hallway, well, there goes Miss Goody Two-Shoes. And I can't tell you how much that affected me because I was thinking in my mind, goody two-shoes, what is she talking about? I'm not a goody two-shoes. And for the longest time in my jobs and in my life, I felt a sense of rejection from the tribe, a sense of not belonging because of the statement. After that, I tried to suppress that excitement and love for the elderly and for other people in a way. And I tried to suppress it because I didn't want to be a Miss Goody Goody, (laughs) Miss Goody Two-Shoes. I took it as an insult. And so I tried to be someone who I was not by being a little bit more stern. I was stern with my kids and trying to be a little more serious. And then I realized somewhere along the line that this Miss Goody Two-Shoes was really not me. And yet I gave this thought so much power that I let it be me for some time. I tried to be a much better person, or so I thought, not coming from a sense of self, 
of being in alignment with me, I realized that I was a good person, a true person, when I spent time with the elderly. And I allowed someone else's perception of who they thought I was change me and make me someone I was not. So now I ask you, who are you? What do you love? What's your passion? Think about that. What's your passion? Live it. Be it. Don't be defined by what someone else thinks. Don't worry about pleasing him, her, or the other because you don't know where they're coming from in their thinking. So for me, I don't know if the lady at the long-term care facility that made those comments had jealousy or had a sense of distrust, thinking I was not being authentic. You see, this person who made these comments didn't know me, didn't know my story. And while it's important to have feedback, it's really important to have self-reflection around your intention and your authenticity and making sure that your character, your person is not compromised. It's about all the teachings from the maester Stephen Covey around character. My character is who that girl was during that lunch hour. That was part of who I was, who I am with all my warts and all my shine. And so, so be it. If someone has an opinion, that is okay. Please yourself, because from that place, you will be able to help others and be there for others. Be yourself, be who that person is that fills your cup. And so, you know, now, I do not apologize for being that positive person I am. Man, I do not. I show up that way. I have no qualms about showing up because I let go that trying to please somebody else. And don't get me wrong. I want my family to be well. I want the world out there to be well. But I know that nothing is 100% perfect all the time. It's in part easy and in part difficult. I'm going to be who I am and I'm going to choose those things that I want to focus on. And so as a friend, I want to focus on you. I want you to really think about your authentic self and really think about those things that drive you to that place of fulfillment. You know, in my first podcast, I mentioned how I saw you as a friend. And here's the thing. I want to be an authentic friend. I'm coming at it with the lens of truth. Very toss. Latin word for truth. That's what it means. Truth. I'm going to tell you my truth as a friend. I learned this aspect of authenticity from my good friend, Moni. And she's been a true authentic friend for me. And even though I may not see her all the time and talk to her all the time, I know I'm going to get authenticity from her. I know that she loves me no matter what, without a doubt. And you know, I remember a while back, I had applied for a position, a promotion, right before my sister Angel received her cancer diagnosis. My angel was dying. And I was at the hospitals, you know, with her every two nights. My sister San and I took turns and we still went to work in the day, but at night we were there with her. And I was not hired for the position I had applied for. It remained unfilled for months while my sister was sick. And I remember sharing this with my friend Moni, that I was so disappointed in not getting that position. And she answered that she was glad 
that I did not get that position. And I stopped dead in my tracks and looked at her in disbelief. And she repeated it and said, Fee, you were and are not ready for that position. She looked at me straight in the eyes. And she gave me the space to think. She said, you can't have that position and shouldn't have that position because you're grieving and you will be no good to that staff that will need you because you need to care for you during this time. And there goes that caring again. And I couldn't believe what she said, but I could believe it once I thought about it because she was completely right. Oh my gosh. She was so right. So true. I was a hot mess during that time. And there was no way that I could be any good to that poor staff. My friend came at me in a loving and authentic way to tell me the truth that no one else would tell me. She did not coddle me and say, woes you for not getting that position. She said, you need to take care of you fee right now because you're still grieving angel. I love her so much for being real with me and telling me what I needed to hear to give me that space to grieve and tell me that I should get it, but not now. She was real to me and helped me be real to myself. That is what I mean when I say that I want to be a friend to you. I want to be authentic, real, coming from a place of love and true vulnerability and honesty. That's the kind of friend I strive to be. Loving, prickly, and true. What happened, happened for me. And me not getting that position was right for me at that time. My friend Moni came from a place of truth and empathy. She came at me from a place of authenticity, like I just said. She held my hand through this process, held space with, and was real with me. And she was an integrity. That is the work I hope to do with you. We will work not just on our project weight loss, the plan, but the work that follows from the plan and the work that follows when things don't go as planned. My friend Moni helped me so much when I lost my angel, when I didn't get that position, when things did not go as planned. And what I want for you is to be well in your exterior being, your physical person, your mind and body. And I want us to work on that project weight loss. And I want you to be well with your interior person, your emotions and your spirit. But I want it to come from a sense of truth, a very toss. So I offer, claim your authority, your essence. Be willing to give up the pleasing of others. And at the end of the day, it's about having no regrets, about not conforming, and about showing up for yourself and the people around you with authenticity. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.